Hi, good morning everyone. This is Hippie Mama. I hope you're all doing well. You had a great night's sleep and that your day is off to a very beautiful start. This morning I'm going to do some poetry reading from, of course, you got it, poetryoutloud.org. And I found a, a poet that I really like, so I'm just going to go through and read a couple of her poems. Again, 25 lines or less, um, but let's just dive right on in here. And this is by Stevie Smith. And this one is called The Heavenly City. I sigh for the heavenly country where the heavenly people pass and the sea is as quiet as a mirror or beautiful, beautiful glass. I walk in the heavenly field with lilies and poppies bright. I'm dressed in a heavenly coat of polished white. When I walk in the heavenly parkland, my feet on the pasture are bare. Tall waves the grass, but no harmful creatures there. At night, I fly over the housetops and stand on the bright moony beams. Gold are all heaven's rivers and silver her streams. I'm going to read her bio and then go into um, some other poems from by her. So it says, although nursery rhymes are like cadences of her poems, probably the reason why I like reading her poems, and the whimsical drawings with which she illustrate them suggest a child's innocence. Stevie Smith was much concerned with suffering and mortality. Her macabre sense of humor can shock as in her most famous poem, Not Waving But Drowning. Born Florence Margaret Smith in Hull, Yorkshire, she moved with her family to London when three and lived in the same house for the rest of her life. She published several collections of short prose and letters as well as nearly a dozen volume volumes of verses. <clears throat> Okay, so let's let's go to this famous poem, Not Waving But Drowning. Nobody heard him, the dead man, but still he lay moaning. I was much further out than you thought, and not waving but drowning. Poor chap, he always loved larking, and now he's dead. It must have been too cold for him. His heart gave way, they said. Oh, no, no, no. It was too cold always. Still, the dead one lay moaning. I was much too far out all my life and not waiting and not waving but drowning. Yeah, I actually do like that one a lot, too. (laughs) Okay, this one is called Do Not Do not despair of man, and do not scold him. Who are you that you should so lightly hold him? Are you not also a man? And in your heart, are there not warlike thoughts and fear and smart? Are you not also afraid and in fear cruel? Do you not think of yourself as usual? Faint or ambition, desire 
to be loved prick at a victorious thought by beauty moved sorry guys virtuous thought by beauty moved you love your wife you hold your children dear then say not the man is vile but say they are but they are not so is your judgment shown presumptuous false quite vain merely your own sadness for failed ambition set outside mad a philosophy of print beautified in noble dress and into the world sent out to run with the ill its most pretends to rout oh no your own heart that heart's not holy evil and from the particular judge the general if judge you must but with compassion see life or else of yourself despairing flee strife okay let's see that may be <clears throat> I'm trying to see, well, you know, to see more by this point. Let's see what else they have by her. We read that, do not. Oh, so she only had three poems listed here. Um, but I really did like her. So that was good. Um, while I'm looking through this, I don't know if you guys heard, but the oldest lady in the United States passed away. Was it on, um, was it last? I think last Thursday she was 116 years old. 116 years. She looked beautiful. I saw a picture of her. She was out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, but I was like, wow, what a blessing to have lived that long and survived a pandemic. So, I mean, 116, she probably lived through a lot, a lot of stuff. Oh, let's see, guys. I'm going to just... Let's go with this one. I don't know. Reverent. Um, by Mina Alexander. This disease has come back with frills and furbelows. You must give your whole life to poetry. Only a few survive, if that. Poems, I mean. Paper crumpled, shades of another water. Far springs are what you long for listening for the slow drip of chemicals through a hole in your chest. If you were torn from me, I could not bear what the earth had to offer. To be well again, what might that mean? The flowering plum sprung from late snow, ratcheting thrill in the blackberry bush, blood streaks pluck and throb of mercy so she was born in Allahabad Allahabad India Mina Alexander was raised in Kerala in Sudan she earned her BA um, and PhD she taught at the University of High. Hyderabad, Colombia. Um, 
see, she lived in New York for many years where she was a distinguished professor of English. She died in 2018. In her poetry, which has been translated into seven languages, she explores migration, trauma, and reconciliation. Wow. Let's see. But that was good. And let's do maybe one or two more, and I will end because I'm having feels like I'm like searching, searching, and nothing's really well. I'm trying to stay with 25 poems or under, but sometimes, sometimes I can't. Um. All right, so this one is by Kyle Dargan. He was born in New Jer- Newark, New Jersey. He earned his BA from the University of Virginia and MFA from Indiana University. Um, let's see. He was a former managing editor um, for Kalalu Dargan. Is, oh, and Dargan is also the founder and editor of a magazine post, No Eels. Lils. He is the director of creative writing at American University and lives in Washington, D.C. Okay, so we're going to do Robots Are Coming. With clear cased woofers for heads, no eyes, they see us as a bat sees a mosquito, a fleshy echo, a morsel of sound. You've heard their intergalactic. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Intergalic tour buses. Oh guys, no, 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 no. I'm screwing this all up and I am so sorry. Ah, Cal Dargan, forgive me. I'm not going to be able to read this one. I am messing up on these words. I'm sorry, guys. But you know me, I don't start my podcast over. I just keep going with what it is because this is real life and you know what if I was in front of a well if I was in front of a lot of people I guess I'd have to y'all excuse me I'm gonna redo this again uh, but yeah that one I'm not gonna try because I have already started jacking it up so let's do one more and then this is the end of this one because um yeah all right, let's see. Actually, let me read, see if I can read the poem before I actually tell you about the art, the poet. <laughs> let's see. What You Have to Get Over by Dick Allen. Stumps railroad tracks, early sickness, the blue one especially. Your first love rounding a corner, that snowy minefield. Whether you step lightly or heavily, you have to get over to that three tree line a hundred yards in the distance before even before evening falls letting no one see you wind your way that wonderful old-fashioned word wind meaning to proceed to journey to travel from one place to another as from bed to breakfast breakfast to imbecile work you have to get over your resentments the sun in the morning and the moon at night all those shadows of yourself you left behind on odd little tables tote that barge lift that bell you have to cross that river 
jump that hedge, surmount that salon, crawl over this ego or that eros, then hoist yourself up onto that yonder mountain. Another old-fashioned word, yonder, meaning that indicated place somewhere generally seen or just beyond sight. If you would recover, you have to get over the shattered autos in the backwoods lot to the bridge in the darkness where the the sentinels stand, guarding the border with their half-slung rifles, warned of the likes of you. Whoa, I think they know what that was saying. Um, Okay, so Dick Allen grew up near the Adirock Mountains in Round Lake, New York. He is one of the founders of Expansive Poetry, a movement that started in the 1980s and includes new formalism and new narrative, influenced by Ralph Waldo Emerson, A.E. Hausman, Ben Johnson, and Robert Frost. Allen ranges with ease from astronomy to politics to domestic situations. His poetry captures great swatches of real and imagined experience in nimble style. According to Publishers Week Weekly, he was the director of creative writing and Charles A. Dannon Endowed Chair Professor at the University of Bridgeport. I wonder if that Bridgeport, Connecticut. Um, until his retirement in September of 2001. In 2010, he was named Poet Lorette of Connecticut. Well, there you go, Karen. It was Bridgeport, Connecticut. Wow. Well, I did enjoy his poem, and I didn't screw that one up too bad, but I am really sorry about the other poet that I was trying to <laughs> trying to read. Anyway, guys, that's going to be it because I think I have literally inserted my foot into my mouth and swallowed it. Um, so until tomorrow, take care, be blessed, and have a wonderful, fantastic day. Bye.